Uh, this week's episode is funny, and for many reasons, but one of my favorite parts is very early on in the episode, um, and Detective Lassiter is questioning a suspect, and the suspect writes down the statement, and Lassie's like, that's only like three words, um, but we never find out what those three words are. I mean, so, we can infer, but it's more fun to wildly guess. Yeah, yeah. I like to make things up. So um, Kaylee and I are going to just rapid fire, as rapidly fire as we can, come up with what those three words could possibly be. I like it. I like this game. I'm going to start with names not Roger. Be my Valentine. Bad hair, man. Why so rude? Where are you? I am evil. (laughs) Dude, your mom. Find me handsome. (laughs) Kaylee, you're much better. (laughs) I'm just like picturing the men in the scene and I'm I'm going for it. How about find you handsome? (laughs) Even better. (laughs) New tie, bro? Where's your coat? Who's the blonde? (laughs) (laughs) Family problems, man. Ooh, syllabic. I like. I'm on drugs? I like women. I've been drugged. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're wrong. It was aliens. Ooh, that's actually... It's actually like I like that. Um, and probably what it actually said, which was, "I am cursed," which brings Lassiter no end of glee. It's a it's a very funny scene, uh, and especially if you think about some of those things that we just said <laughs> being written on that paper. Oh man! To that point, though, should we start the show? It's showtime. This is To the Blueberry. I am Alexis and I'm a real life Gus. I'm Kaylee and I'm a real life Sean. And together we are a real life all American duo who decided to start a podcast about our favorite show, Psych. Ooh. Kaylee, before we actually get started, can I shamelessly plug my other podcast? Absolutely. So I work for a company, if you want to actually figure out who I am. Um, It's called D3 Clarity, and we do a podcast at D3C called Talk Tech with Data Dave, and it's me talking to our CTO, Data Dave, about all things data and tech. If you are at all interested in listening, it's a very short educational podcast that's kind of funny, and also um, you'll learn something from it at d3clarity.com. Not a sponsor. Also, um, is it on YouTube? It is. You can find it at D3 Clarity's channel on YouTube. I was going to say, we will include a link in the description of this episode for your convenience if that's something you want to test out. And I swear you sent me a link, but now I can't find it. You're a genius. We should totally do that. This week's episode is called, for episode six, Bollywood Homicide. Homicide. And that is a play on Hollywood Homicide, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, that's what I thought. It's 1989. Yes. 
as we so often do, we start off with a fresh, delicious flashback. And speaking of Valentine's... Little baby Sean is making a Valentine. Henry comes in and he's he's 1,000% on board. He's like, ooh, who's the special lady? Oh, he's given him all this advice about like making it pretty and what he can do to make it better. And then using this big fancy handwriting that he uses when he writes love letters to little baby mama Sean. Madeline? <laughs> Madeline, um, yep. Sean says he doesn't think he's going to send it. And Henry is like, no matter the obstacle, you've got to go for it. You've got to shoot your shot, little baby Sean. So he- Sean asks if Henry will write the name at the top in that big swoopy letter. And he's like, of course. What's her name? Mrs. Phillips. He's got a crush on his teacher. Okay, so Henry's face at the end of that scene. We need to discuss it really quickly because it was part confused and part proud to me. <laughs> I'll go with that. I'll definitely, I'll definitely go with that. Um, my coworker's son has a crush on me currently, which is super Aww. adorable. But I know these crushes come and go, and it's be, I, it's because we spent an entire like morning together when she and I were doing presentations at his like school daycare thing and so oh, okay. he thinks I'm a teacher yeah. and like apparently I've got a similar vibe to his teacher and so that's why I'm the cutest he thinks I'm the cutest one that's pretty fun I like that <laughs> he's the sweetest and we love we love little baby crushes um we don't care who they're on or why it's just adorable when someone admires you that much Yes, and I think that's why Henry, that's why I was getting this proud from Henry. Like, Like, taste. He was like, it's, yeah, I get it. And it's a coming of age thing, if you will. And I think a responsible person with authority who is never not going to be appropriate with that child, you know what I mean? Like, who's always going to maintain the highest Mm -hmm. standard of appropriate behavior. It's a really beautiful thing and I think at the end of the day Sean has great taste (laughs) he does yeah I agree in the present day we see this um it looks like a theater called the Vogue I love that the theater is called the Vogue strike a pose there is this pretty lady and she is having a clandestine meeting with her lover outside the Vogue. And when she leaves the building, we hear from inside, I I just wrote down Bollywood music. If you are at all familiar with the genre, this will bring you no end of joy. And I'm just sad we didn't get more of like the production. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The show that we did see was really good. And I, I would have enjoyed a little bit more of it. Um, I wrote, um, she goes outside, sneak, sneak, Romeo, cuddles. Yes, she doesn't like lighting. She doesn't like hiding their love. We can't really be together until you tell her. Okay, for the record, that is never explained. I think I know who her is, but let's recap this at the end of the episode. Sure, we'll come back to it. Um, okay. I wrote cuddles, but no kissy. Oh, that guy from Heroes. Um, <laughs> and let's see. Oh, oh, pretty lady's name is Mina yeah. and she gets called back to the stage. Um, and he says, 
oh, I'll go because I don't want to disturb your pre-show ritual, and that's bad luck. So then he leaves, and she gets all meditative and, like, tries to center herself. And then all of a sudden, a truck comes careening towards her, and she screams. At the Santa Barbara Police Department, Sean is giving Abigail a tour of the SBPD. We haven't seen Abigail in a little while, have we? No, like, we've talked about her a lot, but she hasn't been here since the end of last episode, at the end of last season. Where she tricks... Sean and Henry into dinner. Oh my gosh, I'm so messed up in episode three. It hasn't been that long since we've seen her. We just have not recorded in a very long time. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> um, Sean says, uh, this is my I told you so room for gloating after a wild accusation turns out to be spot on. And that is the corner in which I apologize for my behavior when a wild accusation is just that. And over there, that's where you get free gum. Wow. <laughs> they run into Juliet and... It's awkward. Um, yeah, but uh, quickly Abigail, like, stops it and is like, oh, I remember you from our high school reunion. Oh, no, that's not when it's awkward. Like, it starts out like the girls are being sweet and then Juliet makes it awkward because she can't stop babbling. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the, literally the next thing in my notes say Juliet is a little awkward, <laughs> rambling. Sean hates this there so are, much. They introduce Lassiter, and uh, he is can't stay and talk because he's off to solve a case in record time. Sean says, oh, yes, and this is Detective Lassiter. I do his job sometimes. And also his hair, <laughs> though clearly not today. <laughs> he starts to make some jokes at Lassiter's um, expense, and Abigail kind of poo-poos his jokes, which I think is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Sean is riffing as they're sort of following Lassiter down towards the interrogation rooms and the holding cells. And um, Abigail's sort of critiquing his riffing. <laughs> but Lassiter then tells him to go home and wait for him not to call. Lassiter is in interrogation and they are in fact talking about this accident that happened behind the theater when, the, when Mina almost got hit by a truck. Um, and... Lassiter's like asking about it and he said, oh no, it wasn't just a victim. There's victims. She's not the only one that did, that got hurt. No, I'm sorry. She's not the only one. She's just the only one who didn't get hurt because the truck ran into a dumpster and it didn't end up hitting Mina, which is great. Um, and Lassiter's like, all right, dude, we've got to make this quick while his girlfriend is still watching. And the guy's kind of confused by it, but whose girlfriend, what's going on, Lassiter doesn't matter. The guy said, it was me. I hurt all of them. I'm a danger to everyone around me. And Lassiter goes into full cop mode of, I'm going to need you to write this down because there are some prosecutors out there that do not like verbal um, confessions. And so this guy writes down the confession and it's like only three words. And this is what Kaylee and I were talking about at the beginning of the scene or at the beginning of the podcast. So to think about what those three words could have been makes it fun. Oh, I just wrote nonsense. The Amish, no zippers. Lassiter comes groveling. Listen, I was too harsh earlier. And Sean is like, when? And Lassiter was like, uh, just now, perhaps always. Anyway. 
Um, <laughs> this kid is a solid lead, and I need your expertise slash help with this situation. I just don't have the follow through. And then Sean's only caveat is that Abigail can watch, and Lassiter instantly agrees, and Abigail does not, and she's a little confused, and Sean's not at all sus- suspicious. Yeah, and is kind of forcing Abigail to go watch, which I don't want to say is illegal, but I don't know how it could be legal. To witness an interrogation? As a private citizen? For no reason? No? I yes? have no idea. I do not have the expertise to know what is allowed inside of an interrogation viewing room. If you are a criminal defense <laughs> lawyer and you know the answer to that question, please email us at to the blueberry podcast at gmail.com. So the instant Sean steps into the interrogation room, he gives a big, I wrote caress to our gentleman um, who we learn is named Raj. And Sean wants to call him Roger. And he says that his name is actually Rajesh. And Sean's like, yeah, let's stick to Raj. No, let's stick to Roger. He does not stick to Raj. (laughs) Sean introduces himself as a crime-solving machine, and I've closed almost—I've closed over fifty cases, many without pants. He says, "Listen, this is just what I do, so don't freak out. It's so cool. I'm a psychic." Raj told him, told him that he has hurt many people, and Sean starts to get frightened. Well, I wrote that during all of this, Abigail has the ick. Like she hates watching this. Like she she, she wants yeah. to part. Um, yeah. and Raj is like, oh, finally, I've, you know, I found you, the psychic, you're going to understand, finally, someone who will understand. He said, I am the weapon. I can just be alone in a room with somebody and they get hurt. Um, <laughs> Sean is like, slowly but surely. Sure, why, um, why, why are you so, what, why are these things so violent? Um, how could, how could you, how could you commit all of these crimes? And uh, all the time, he's slowly backing away from Each frame, Raj. we, like, flutter back to um, Sean, and he's yeah. further away. He's literally about to leave, and Raj goes, because I'm cursed. Sean's face is uh, an ellipses, um, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and Lester is like, yes, finally! <laughs> Everybody can hear Lasseter cheering even them in the interrogation And he room. says, this is so very satisfying. Oh, along the while, Juliet had actually come into the viewing room as well. Mm-hmm. And Lasseter was also excited for Juliet to see um, Sean look like an idiot. But Sean's like, I will break the curse. And I will solve this case, mostly because the detective who was here earlier cannot. Now give us a cuddle. And <laughs> he embraces him again. <laughs> And deadpan stares at Lassiter through the glass. Oh, yeah. At one point, Roger had said, help me. And Sean was like, I can, Raj. No, he said, Roger. Dang it. Let me take that again. <laughs> Raj said, help me. And Sean said, I can, Roger. <laughs> we get another fantastic opening credits. Bollywood music. A- and then all the names show up in Hindi before they change into um, English again. Yeah, it is solid. That is that is high on my list of credits. It's not my favorite. We get my favorite a little bit later this season. Oh, very soon. Yes. 
like maybe in the next episode, but this is the, yeah, this is a good one. So finally Um, we get some Gus because we're at the psych office. And Gus immediately comes in and said, where are the bunnies? He said, you texted me that there were a dozen bunnies and you didn't know how to feed them. Sean was like, oh yeah, I fully lied to get you here. I should have known, especially when you said they were falling asleep in the palm of your hand. Sean is like, okay, but in my defense, Laster issued a challenge and I need every tool we've got. I'm calling you my partner. Oh, yeah, because Gus is like, am I a tool? No, you're my partner. And you're my logic brain, and you're my magic wish machine. Gus is in, because he's being complimented, I believe, and in comes Roger. (laughs) Roger. See, in my notes, I sometimes call him Raj, Romeo, and Roger, so he's all of them to me. Oh, I mostly call him Raj, except for when he uh, is referenced as Roger. Uh, But I'm probably going to call him Roger because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a very disrespectful sort of way, I just, I feel like I need to put an asterisk on that. Like, we've had this, we've had this argument before that names are very important. Yes. And especially, like, a non-American name to be like, oh, I'm not going to worry about calling you Roger or Rajesh or Raj, and I'm just going to call you Roger. But I believe it's out of love, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe Sean is being malicious. It's still uncool of him, but saying Roger to someone who you're, like, employed by is fun, I think. (laughs) Raj tells Gus that he is cursed, and Gus is not okay with that. He flinches the handshake off. I don't do curses. No, that mummy almost sucked my eyes out. It wasn't a mummy. And, man, this is a love curse. This is a matter of the heart. Gus says, is he paying? And Raj says, in cash. <laughs> we go back to the Vogue and um, we get some a, a story about the last four women that Rajesh had been with all had accidents. There was a car accident. There was an apartment that burned down. Um, and he ended up just breaking it up, breaking it off with them to save them. Every time he falls in love, somebody gets hurt. Uh, oh, and Raj says he's tried to be alone, but his heart just couldn't help it when he met Mina. And Gus says, do you have any enemies in this plane of his existence? He doesn't have any enemies. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he doesn't say that, like, with an ego. He's just like, I- I'm kind of boring and nice. Like, I don't really rub yeah. people the wrong way. We cut to Juliet and Lassiter, and Juliet is like, dude, that was inappropriate. It's, uh, you did it in front of his girlfriend, like, for real? Like, solid, Juliet. Solid. Yeah. But Lassiter's response was, when has he ever done anything appropriate to me? So, we find out that the truck was fully heading for Mina, but it was stopped by this dumpster that was kind of off to the side. So it didn't get to her. She's okay. Wasn't injured seriously. Um, The truck actually rolled down this decline. And um, the driver has been charged with, um, like, neglect of his vehicle a couple of times. So they're like, "Mm, we're still not sold that this wasn't an accident. It's inconclusive. Lassiter said, at this point, it looks like an accident. Like your hair. 
really? We're down to hair jokes now? Sean's smirk is very Despero. <laughs> I wrote that. That's because he really wants to be Despero. God, yes. Like, let's just be honest. Uh, 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 love it. Um, Raj is over kneeling by the, the, beside the truck, facing where the accident almost occurred and killed Mina. And Jules is so touched that he, like, cares so much that she almost got hurt. The next scene comes and we meet Raj's brother, Jay. Played by Jay, last name, I apologize, Chandrasekhar. He actually uh, directed the episode. So there's a little bit of a fun fact there. And he's there. been in other things with James Rodé Rodriguez. Yes. And and you would know him without question. Um, he is the co- choreographer. Choreographer? Choreographer. Thank you. And um, Raj goes to check on Mina because she has decided she was going to come back to practice. Oh, so they finally convinced the theater to put on a Bollywood-style show. Um, Raj says, yeah, he's going to check on Mina. And Gus says, maybe Lassiter's right? And it's an accident? Gus, please, don't be Harry Potter and the prisoner of Marzapan. Marzapan. You mean Azkaban? (laughs) I've heard it both ways. (laughs) Marzapan. I said that poorly. No, you haven't, is what Gus says to that. Um, no, Lassiter is not right, and there is no curse. And Jay says, oh, he's giving a pep talk to the dancers about, like, the vibe he wants them to get. And he's like, haven't you seen all that jazz? <laughs> no, White Knights, Gregory Hines, Barskovic. I did not write that down. Barsanovic, Barsanov, uh... This explains everything. Um, because none of them had, although Sean does raise his hand to uh, white knights. That makes sense. Gus sees our, um, basically our stand-in for the lead role. She's like the understudy. And he's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> and her name is Lakshmi. And um, uh, then she leaves with the other dancers. And Sean is like, what do you think of this whole curse thing? Jay said that Raj blames everything on the curse. It's a full crutch. Um, He doesn't live in the same world as the rest of us. He's a fantasist. He needs some reality. All the while... Someone is placing wings on him and a harness and lifting him into the air like an angel. And then putting a spotlight on him. And then in like the most calming voice, Jay said, he believes in you, psychic for better or worse. And Sean says, that butterfly was right. We need to help Raj get out of his own head. There's a little walk and talk. Um, and Sean's like, this is just a self-fulfilling curse. We need to lift the curse. Gus is like, how are you going to break the pattern? Um, Sean says they're going to break the curse and you are my special helper. They're at no place other than Henry's. And I just wrote dangerous coffee table. So I read a I read a um a fun fact about this. And because uh, yes, yes, Raj had his hand in a bowl of water, but it was a glass bowl. And glass is a very poor conductor of electricity. 
So there's no way that it would have been able to connect a circuit that would have actually electrocuted him. Yeah, isn't that so. other static thing, like, not actually uh, electrifying his other hand? Like, is that even a risk? I mean, yeah, there's some there's some electricity going through him with that, but it's there's no way for it to be to to go all the way around. Mm. Like it's just there. Um if that makes sense. Yeah. There's no there's no way to connect it to anything because if his hand was in water and the water was also connected to the static ball thing, we could have that conversation, but there's the glass, there's wood, there's the ground. It's unlikely that anything would happen. Um but so uh, there, one hand is on a static thing, one th- hand is in a bowl of water, and then there's a coffee pot with some dry ice in it. And um, Sean said, oh, cursed girlfriend ruiner, be gone. Henry comes help and calls uh, for Sean. Hey, are you here? Come help me with the groceries. Sean's reaction is, hallelujah, the curse is broken. And then like pushes Raj out the door. Only after a, what? All gone. Get your coat. Leave before the curse finds you. Henry comes in and sees his coffee table and is like, Sean, what the heck is happening here? He wants Sean to talk to the girl. No, um, Sean says, I'm fixing stuff. And Henry's like, I I just wrote Romeo. Yeah. He he said, have you talked to the girl that almost got hurt who didn't end up getting hurt? Like, maybe you should do some actual work on this. As to what could have happened. And um, now clean up my coffee table. And Sean said, oh yeah, that's me. I am the cleaning machine. And then he promptly leaves the house without touching anything. Back at the Vogue. (laughs) Um, Raj comes to see Mina with flowers. And she's charmed. And she's like, what has gotten into you? They're doing some, like, public canoodling. It's not public. She's in her dressing room, and the boys are lurking in the corner. That's fair. Um, (laughs) That's Sean and Greg. (laughs) Oh, can we also get them two tickets to the show tonight, please? And thank you. Dance number. All right, so the boys are standing in the back. Gus is unhappy that they're standing room only. Um, and Sean is like, come on, Greg. There's something about a, there's a fist bump at some point. Well, Jules and Lassiter um, show because, up. And as they're dancing, um, as the dance number is going on, Mina is obviously the star. And Sean notices that there's this trap door that she's been dancing over. Dancing over and there's something wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of like moving a little too much with her movements. Lassiter is like, oh, uh, did you know that the brake lines were actually cut and the safety blocks were found in the dumpster? Maybe we should have done some actual investigation. Uh, Sean's like, oh, I need to go up there. And Gus is holding him back, like, um, adamantly. Sean goes boneless. Sean's right. Sean goes boneless. That's the best reaction. Don't go boneless on me, Sean. Um, But we get this, like, look. We get this shot of Mina where she knows something is going wrong. And yeah, Sean, she can feel the floor is giving underneath her like a little too much, too. Yeah, Sean runs out and catches her right as she falls into the trapdoor. And Raj is like, I told you I was cursed. We get Mina in an ambulance and um, they ask her, yeah, they ask her some questions and we find out that no one's been threatening her. 
and she's not she doesn't think that anyone could hurt her and then she asks Raj if he'll go to the hospital with her and he says no he cannot he effectively dumps her and i'm just like, like right what she needs the heck most. he is like fully wrapped up in this idea that it's all his fault and as long as he's around her she's in danger so he has to like peace out horde juliet <laughs> Lassiter and Juliet are in the Vogue looking for clues. Um, oh, Jules Juliet's is on in a the ladder. Hole. Yeah, that's what my notes yeah. say. But they, it's yeah, I Juliet's in the hole. Hole with a W because I'm cool like that. And she's talking to Lassiter, and then Sean pops up beside her, also on the ladder. But she says it's built for one. Lots of things are built for one that can easily fit two people: tanning beds, iron lungs, just to name two. No, Sean. No. <laughs> Lassiter said, I thought you solved this case hours ago. Jules is like, got your goat? Lassiter really got your goat this time, didn't he? And Oh, yeah, and I don't want it back. God knows what he's done to that poor thing. Juliet asks if Sean believes in love curses, and they end up having this very tender moment where they're talking and Sean is, like, leaning into Juliet. Oh, and she's, like, fully like, Sean, what are you doing? But... During this, Sean admits that he remains open to all possibilities, and he goes, wait, do you believe in love curses? And she's like, well, I believe that, you know, for someone looking for a soulmate, uh, you can you can feel like forces are conspiring against you, and and he's leaning in, and she's like, Sean, what are you doing? And he's fully psyching out, and he finds a it's- plastic screw and painted to look like a metal screw um he barehanded touches the screw which made me very angry in the episode yeah chain of evidence here man um that means we are looking for a real flesh and blood human person or a genetically enhanced monkey either way someone wanted to hurt that girl yeah but that doesn't make any sense how did the perp know that out of the 15 dancers, Mina was going to be the one who would fall through this trapdoor? Sean, Gus, and Abigail are on their way mm-hmm. to Raj's house um, before they go to the movies. Yeah, Abigail's like, wait a second, I thought we were going to a movie. And the boys are like, uh, uh, yeah, but after. We gotta just do something for a friend first. They knock. Raj answers. You. You. the door in the face. They knock. He answers. Go home, Sean. Says, Go away, Sean. Because Sean is like, I'm sure he thought we were someone else. Slams the door in the face. And then the next time he opens the door to Sean, he says, you're a fraud. Sean kind of puts his foot in the door or hand on the door and is like, um, dude, you are not cursed. As sure as I am that Gus will accidentally cause his own death, I know that you are not cursed. <laughs> that was dark. Oh, and then we hear Grandma yelling for Raj. Yes. Grandma says, great, more mouths to feed. And Gus is like, oh, we didn't come here to eat. Cut to them sitting down with plates in front of them. (laughs) Although Raj is mad at Sean, he does give Sean some advice. And he said, listen, my my grandma makes food pretty spicy. You might want to be careful. Oh, and here's a fun fact. The lady who plays Grandma, or Dottie, um, who's serving up the hot and spicy food. Uh, she is known for introducing Indian cuisine to the West and has written several cookbooks. Oh, huh. that is a very interesting fact. 
Gus's response to spicy food is, please, I'm one quarter Jamaican. Yeah, me too, says Sean. Grandma asks how they know Jay and Sita because this is their engagement dinner. Oh my god, there's no one at this engagement dinner. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what I was confused about. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happens, but uh, Sean said, no, we don't know them. We know Raj. I'm sorry, was this chicken seasoned with molten lava? <laughs> That's exactly what happens. And then um, Daddy and Sita, uh, Jay's betrothed, are talking about the wedding and Dottie wants to know if she got the mango leaves. And Sita's like, no, um, they're not in season. And Dottie doesn't think you can have a wedding without mango leaves. And Sita's like, oh, should we postpone it if it means that much to you? Again? How many times are we going to do this? Jay said. Also, I've already booked Kajagugu for the party. Like, like, like a cover band? Come on, kid. <laughs> not a come on, son. But still good. But this is this is getting us to come on, son. Yeah. Um, Raj is encouraging and says, at least you guys will be together forever and you won't be alone. And um, Abigail's having dying. yeah, Abigail's having no problem eating the food. And Sean and Gus are, are dying. And Sean said, dude, I can't see anything out of my left eye. Gus says, I see dead people. Even the water's spicy. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> so back at SBPD, Julia is reviewing tapes of a rehearsal versus tapes of the performance. And she notices a change to the position of the dancers. And that puts Mina directly over the trap door through which she fell and could have been killed. Um, Looks like I we, better get a warrant. <laughs> and we flash back to dinner again. Abigail speaks Hindi and she charms everyone. Uh, Grandma wants Raj to marry her instead of all those weird <laughs> people that he dates. And um, she thinks one of them stole from her. But Raj is like, no, dude, you found everything. Calm your buns. <laughs> Lassiter arrives and... Gloats. To close Sean's case. That's what I wrote. Lassiter arrives to close Sean's case. Jules is gone because she is currently searching Jay's apartment and has already found evidence that Jay rented the truck that almost killed Mina in the back of the theater. And thanks for the choreography lead, Sean. And then everybody blames Sean for Jay as he gets arrested. You're destroying my family. At the end of that scene, Abigail goes business as usual <laughs> Sean said it's a process it's important oh, man. that we put that in there because it comes back and then I have a funny story about that oh okay I can't wait so now we're back at the SBPD and Sita is sobbing on Raj pin um, Sean puts his foot down on the curse. There's no curse. And Raj is like, then explain what happened to Gita, Rani, Deepthi, and Victoria. There is a, a walk and talk where Sean is like, we need to talk to all these ladies. I just wrote like a puma. Oh. He was, <laughs> when um, Raj was listing off all of his ladies, he was quickly moving towards the boys and in their walk and talk 
them, they, uh, Sean said, how did he get up on us so quickly? And Gus said, because he's like a puma. That's it. I thought it was a funny line. So the boys do a rapid fire group of interviews. We don't get to match the girls with the names, but we can kind of infer. And if they go in order, I think of what Raj listed, I think that we can trust. I called it a girl Um, montage, so... Yeah. So anytime they were getting serious with Raj, they were making things official, meeting the family, then the accidents would start to occur. Gus is like, jealous. <laughs> Sean is like, same. That's kind of the gist of every story. And um, we kind of move on and find out that it, that uh, Jay has been released. And Raj says, no thanks to you. And Sean's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All thanks to me. I showed off the pattern with the girls um and he found the um, alibi and two witnesses to corroborate the story that puts yeah that puts jay well away from where the accident occurred or like when it could have been perpetrated on mina so gus is like listen they were only attacked when you were like fully committed to them so this is this is like targeted to you it's not a curse we have a plan and they want to use mina as a trap too bad Raj already put her on a plane and Jules is like so impressed so touched you love her that much that you would send her away and out of your life to protect her and Raj is like very Romeo he's like I don't know any other way to love really have you seen nine and a half weeks or any Solomon Kane any Zal- any of Solomon King's other stuff I don't know that reference okay good you don't either and you're the movie person so no. solid no, no, I know it. You don't need to watch oh, it. Oh, okay. It's, it's fine, Alexis. Oh. It's Mickey Rourke and I forget the actress's name, but it's like, it's a lot of sex stuff and oh. they, there's this like really gross feeding each other food. See, it's all, don't, eh, yeah. we can cut this part out. I'll pass. It's just okay. no. <laughs> they were going to make her bait, but now that they can't, um, they, oh no. They can't, and they weren't going to make her bait. They were going to make her an incentive. Ah, and Jules is like, cool, cool, cool. I have an idea. BB Stakeout. Um, Blueberry Stakeout. That's what that stands for. Thank you. And (laughs) Jules and Raj are inside a place called The Cafe. (laughs) And and, um, they're clearly on a date, and Sean is in the Blueberry with Gus, and he is bugged. Yeah. And he's denying that he's bugged by them being on dates. Um, but Lasseter chimes in because Gus was holding down the uh, walkie-talkie button and, and Lasseter heard all of it and goes, I agree, I think he's bugged. <laughs> he, Lasseter is on a, another, or the same stakeout in a different car. And um, then we get this interesting Pierre Despero scene where... Um, John Totoro from uh, Miller's Crossing. Yeah, where he, Raj brings Juliet home and Sean is there waiting for them. And Sean is very upset with Raj. Um, They've been on four dates. Uh, it was three. Jay's... No, no, no. Um, he lists them, but I didn't yeah. list them. He does a full recap. And then when they're like, were you following us? He said, it's called surveillance. It's been three weeks and nothing is going on. No, no, you missed it. Oh. I surveil things. I'm a purveyor of surveillerism. 
It's been three weeks and nothing has happened. And Raj is like, the killer must not feel threatened by Juliet. And then Juliet has another idea. If only we could prove and announce something to the whole family. Um, The Holly Festival is this weekend, right? Raj, how do you feel about getting married? (laughs) And Raj looks utterly charmed and shrugs. I would be too. If Juliet asked me to marry her, I'm not even attracted to women. But if Juliet asked me to marry her, I'd be like, uh, probably. Like, let's talk about this. Listen, I've watched eight seasons and two movies of this show. I'm definitely into Juliet a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are at- Sean, I just wrote confused panic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're at the Holy Festival and Sean brings Abigail. Because and she thinks that it's so thoughtful of Sean, um, and I forget why it's thoughtful of Sean. Because she was, she had been, she always wanted to go to the festival when she was there, but she wasn't able to. And Sean was like, "Ah, uh, because she she did a semester that's it teaching kids English in Mumbai." Sean's like, "Oh yeah, that and uh, there might be a killer here, and I might need you to block an exit later." Her face. So then, um. Jay is there and says, Mrs. Singh hates me. Juliet is mad because oh, Grandma doesn't like her. And everybody yeah. likes her. <laughs> She's like super bothered by it. I get Christmas cards from people I arrest. Sean says, let's get this show on the road, please. So Raj and Juliet go up on stage. Oh, hold on, and... hold on. Before we do this, to go with my my argument later about who she is. Um, Juliet said that grandma doesn't think that Juliet is right for her perfect Raj. Okay. I wish they would have like explained more who she is because it comes up really big in a moment. Yeah. But. And they never really explain yeah. it. Okay. Show on the road. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's cool. So. Raj and Juliet go up on stage. He makes this really sweet announcement that, like, he had lost all hope, and then he was, like, rescued, and then she gave him, like, belief in love again, and his beautiful Juliet, and they're gonna get married. Now we have to wait and watch. Is it too early for a snack? We've been here five minutes. I know. In comes Lassiter, and he kind of talks to the boys about a truce. Um, and then... Oh, the stage guy from the Vogue comes over and says, I didn't tell you everything before, and it just occurred to me it might be important. So Raj and Mina were talking, and I just sort of overheard them talking about, like, we can't be really together until you talk to her about us. Lassiter starts having Sean-like flashbacks, which is very funny. And he's like... Raj truce over Raj has another lover his first confession was the real confession I solved it it was Raj truce over Sean is like that is so wrong and also if Lassiter is chasing Raj then who's watching Juliet and they run into the woods where they find Raj who has been hit over the head by something and Juliet is missing yeah, Abigail and Lassiter are there with Raj, and he was hit from behind, so he doesn't know who did it. And then when he came to, Juliet was gone, so everybody's frantic, and they run off and they search. And then Sean spots a little bit of her outfit behind a tree, 
and they run down towards the water. I guess there's a lake right there. Um. Oh wow. You uh you wrote all that, and what I wrote was dramatic music. <laughs> there is a struggle, and Sita, Jay's fiance, has a knife to Juliet's throat. Um. Then we get the breakdown. Sean fully breaks it down, trying to talk her down and stall for time. So he's like. You got engaged to Jay, and then you met the family, and you really fell for Raj. But you were stuck, and you you knew that Raj would never do that to his brother, so you kept pushing back the wedding, and you kept sabotaging Raj's relationships. And, and... then a guy came in and threw a color bomb at him. <laughs> and then she's like, Mina, Mina was the easiest victim yet. Because you had an in with the choreographer and would drop by to visit set and watch rehearsals sometimes. And you could be there to see your fiancé and get the inner scoop on, like, what was going down with the dance and changes that were being made. And then also, Sean and Juliet are having a silent conversation during this. Um, oh, yes. They're kind of, like, like, making, like, eye signals to each other on the low. And then we get sort of a three, two, one, Oh, wait, wait, one, wait, 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 before you go. Um, Sita, Sita straight up confesses, she can't have what I want because he's mine. Sean said, you are crazy in love. Anyone can see what you were doing. And then that is when the countdown happens. But it doesn't actually yeah, like get a three, quick... two, one. He hits three and then he just kind of like one, like he, he shrugs and then gives up the one and... For some reason, then, I think he throws a phone here, but he doesn't. That was last episode. <laughs> so, so um, he was talking Mina down with sympathy, and Jules throws an elbow, and Sean disarms her of the knife, and then he gets slapped in the face, and then Jules pulls a gun and is like, yeah, when you take someone hostage, you should probably check to see if they're armed. Sean was trying to look tough for abigail but the paint surprised me <laughs> he literally goes did abigail see that <laughs> the paint surprised me and i wasn't supposed to get slapped in the face by a girl Aww. and abigail says <laughs> it's a process <laughs> so the jules kind of makes the arrest she also says like um you assaulted a cop and we have tons of witnesses like you are going down crazy lady <laughs> And Lester is like, well, you're not going to get away with that. And that's that scene. <laughs> Sean and Abigail are back in the SBPD finishing their tour. And we find out that Sean got a wedding invitation to Raj and Mina's wedding. I was like, oh, are you going to go? Oh, no, I wasn't that close with the guy. He said, no, I barely know that dude. But he had just said something along the lines of, you know, we had so much in common, really. <laughs> and then it's uh, his his closing statement said, this is where we end our tour. This is where I consciously decide not to gloat when I've gotten the best of Lassiter. It's more all overish, I guess. And Sean is like, Abigail is impressed, but it's not that impressive. I solve a case every week. And usually one right around Christmas. I knew this line came in. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> so. 
What did I say? Oh, Abs is like, yeah, but that's so cool of you. You you fully attacked that lady with a knife for a random coworker. Oh, she's not random. And Abigail's face is like, oh no. He saves himself quite well, and it's like, oh, I mean, I would, I would, I'm so connected to all these people. I would do that for it's anyone. It's part of the job, really. And then quickly changes the subject in a good lying fashion where he goes, so am I fingerprinting you or what? It's fun, but you'll have little baby black fingers for the rest of the month. And then Lassiter comes in and he's like, three liquor stores were just hit in 15 minutes. Let's roll. Abigail tells Sean that he can go, but Sean said, we'll get, we'll let Lassie get this one. Little smooch. Uh, how about you take my mug, mug shot? Ooh. We'll need costumes. Oh my god. Where did I put the keys to the evidence locker? Holding cells! And they run off. <laughs> I did not write down any of those last lines. <laughs> I just found that scene very, very funny. Okay, so my theory about who her is. We can't be really be together until you tell her. Is Judgy Duddy? I believe is Grandma. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because Grandma hates all of his girlfriends. She was very clear about that. Like, like I kind of passed over earlier. Like, literally, Grandma thought one of his girlfriends was stealing from her. But, like, she and... likes Abigail so immediately, and yet he's had other white and Indian girlfriends. Like... That's true. Like, does she... I don't know. Does she just want to be the one who picks? I think so, uh... yeah. I think, I think she has her feelings, and Raj was worried to tell grandma about mina because he didn't really want to deal with grandma so that's who i think her is that makes sense i just Um, really would have wished like that red herring at the last second was not such a unexplained thing in the show yeah yeah i agree um we don't have any chief we don't have any buzz mm -hmm. we barely have any henry yeah um i always do like it when he's pineapple I did not find the pineapple. Did you tell me you cheated and you didn't find it? I did, but I forget where it is. Oh, is there one? Season four. There is a pineapple lamp behind Raja's grandmother's head at dinner. Yes, there is 100% one there. Um, I had to cheat and I had to go back and look at it and like go screen by screen. But there is a pineapple there. Oh, fun. Love a pineapple lamp. But because I didn't cheat very well i guess we won't put a pineapple hunt theme in this episode but there's there's i got someone to add a code word onto their information today as an added level of security and he could not think of one and then he was like pineapple and i was like i will say nothing That, um, this episode is, is funny. It's good. There's a ton of red herrings in it. There's a, there are a lot of big names in here. Um, I, I recognized a ton of these actors and actresses, but I don't, I didn't catch many of their names, mostly because I knew I would butcher them and I didn't want to be that person. So please go look at the IMDb for this episode, um, and check out those people. Just go watch the episode. You'll know who these people are. So, um, Jay, whose real name is Jay in real life, 
Um, he is part of the comedy group Broken Lizard, who developed the movies Super Troopers and Beer Fest. James Rodé Rodriguez had a small part in the movie Beer Fest as the German messenger. Also, oh. Jay directed the Dukes of Hazard movie in 2005, and James plays Billy Prickett, a famous race car driver who is Bo Duke's idol, and then later becomes, like, his nemesis. Um, mm. I remember being so excited to see him in that, and, like, so underwhelmed by what they gave him to do i was like he can do so much more than this this movie is weak (laughs) yeah that's fair um azita who plays mina actually founded the maac the mina advocacy coalition to advocate on behalf of middle eastern north african performers that's mina oh yeah so the fact that they named her character yeah um that's a really cool i love the fun facts for this episode um so (laughs) the last one is a location fun fact so the vogue is actually a venue in vancouver where it's filmed but not in santa barbara (laughs) where it's set (laughs) yes of course it is of course um and raj uh and jay um who play brothers in the show are actually cousins in real life Oh, yeah. that's fascinating. And um, Raj is the guy from Heroes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like I said, if you if you you'll know every one of these faces. So that is, those are all very good fun facts. I'm happy you read those to me because I didn't read oh, them. You're welcome. I love them. I've I've read them for weeks and weeks and weeks since we've been prepping for this <laughs> episode. Oh yes. Okay, so if there is nothing else, I am Alexis. More uninvited guests. Thank you all very much. I'll just go to my garden and harvest some food. And I'm Kaylee. Because I happen to travel in these sort of metaphysical arenas, dude. And this has been... To the Blueberry! Psych out.